We're recording, okay. Hi everyone, uh, this is the School for A Course in Miracles and today we're going to talk about lesson 119 in the workbook of A Course in Miracles. Um, do, do you want to share your, uh, your, your uh, thoughts, Lisa, on what the graphic means before we get going? You're muted. Um, you know, I can't quite see it. Oh, okay. You might have to go to uh, just speaker view. Yeah, let me try that. Oh. Um. And then Bruce has to speak. Anyone else? <laughs> oh, that's right. I have to. I have to be saying something for it to to show up. That's right. Okay. So I'll I'll just. Uh, uh, say a few things. And only I, one, song. And, and only one the, song in heaven's note? Well, that's a good guess. Um, what, what I was uh, wanting this to show was uh, the phrase all encompassing. <laughs> so anyway, so what is all encompassing has no opposites. <laughs> when, when I first saw it, I thought it had something to do with <clears throat> duality on one side and, and, uh, oneness on the other side. Well, that that that's, could be that too. Yeah, that, that's another another metaphor. Of this survivable. Anyway. anyway, well, the truth will correct all errors in our mind, right? So that's that's the first part of lesson one ninety two. I'll I'll use that as a segue because the truth is the oneness that corrects the duality. How's that for, for sashaying into the topics du jour? So uh, lesson 119 has two review lessons. Truth correct will correct all errors in my mind is the first one. And it, it's summarized very nicely and succinctly by I am mistaken when I think I can be hurt in any way. I am God's son whose self, capital S self, rests safely in the mind of God. So I, I, the word that jumped out at me in this one was hurt. And I was thinking, well, what are some synonyms for hurt? So I, I, I made a... Uh, a little list of synonyms here. And um, I just grabbed Google and, and <laughs> found, um, so anytime that we're feel, experiencing any of these things, um, we can pretty much bet that we're investing in an ego uh, misinterpretation of our identity. So I, I found aching, aggrieved, agonized, battered, bleeding, bruised, buffeted, burned, confused, crushed, cut, damaged, disfigured, distressed, disturbed, grazed, harmed, hit, impaired, lacerated, marred, mauled, miffed, mutilated, nicked, offended, pained, peaked, scarred, scraped, scratched, shook, shot, sore, struck, suffering, tender, tortured, mm -hmm. warped, wounded, all torn up, busted up, in pain, indignant, put away, resentful, rueful, sad, stricken, and umbrageous. Oh, and then un unhappy. <laughs> I, I could tell this was going to be a long list when you started out with the A's and then you went to the B's. <laughs> yeah, so, so that covers a lot of, a lot of turf there. Is busted up in the course? Uh, busted up? I don't, I don't think so. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't Google that, though, or, or search for it in the, in the course. So uh, I probably, I'm guessing it's probably not in there, in, in, in at least that form. So. I'm going to take all that to love and fear. And, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It, and it really, it really does distill down to that. So 
uh, I think I think the part of the course's strategy, uh, even though it's it's incredibly simple, it does meet us where we think we're at, and so it it uses every seeming you know specialized form of grievance and abuse and and uh, uh, martyrdom and and so forth that we think we are the victims of, and uses that as our classroom. So if any of those kind of pushed any buttons or rang any bells as I was reading that list, um, that's basically um, the mistake that we're making by choosing the wrong teacher. So, and the idea is to not be um, uh, upset by that, uh, just to, to notice without condemnation when we're doing that and just say, oh, I could choose peace instead of this. <laughs> I'm not upset for the reason I think. Um, so, you know, because we are that one perfect being, um, to go get back to the letter B, <laughs> um, that really does rest safely in the mind of God. Um, so, uh, I, I, we actually um, talked about this um, a week or so ago. So, rather than going into lesson uh, 107 too much, maybe I just, should we just read uh, a little bit of it? How's that sound? And then uh, and maybe go on to 108 and spend a little more time with that. I'm just going to read the first uh, paragraph of lesson 107, and, uh, and that is, which is truth will correct all errors in my mind. What can correct illusions but the truth? And what are errors but illusions that remain unrecognized for what they are? Where truth is entered, errors disappear. They merely vanish, leaving not a trace by which to be remembered. They are gone because without belief, they have no life. And so they disappear to nothingness, returning whence they came. From dust to dust they come and go, for only truth remains. And uh, you know the rest. Rest of the lesson, you know, as we've talked about, you know, is is really just deepening our appreciation of the pure non-dual nature of our, our real identity and how that that identity is, um, uh, you know, what really brings us peace. And that's why we need Holy Spirit to to at every moment guide us because on our own we're gonna <laughs> gonna fall back on all those variations of hurt and make that that error real huh illusions illusions are dusty did you have dusty in your list <laughs> no i didn't i didn't <laughs> no that that would work though i mean they're they're pretty dusty yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Does anyone have anything about 107, Lesson 107? I mean, we, we could certainly read the whole thing again, but, uh, um, and, and I think this, it's a wonderful lesson, one of my favorites, too. Anybody have any problem with going on to 108 and kind of focusing more on that today? Uh, yeah, th uh, this, Stephen, before you go, it, uh, in paragraph 8, uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I underlined almost nothing in this one, but I underlined this, begin by asking him, uh, who goes with you upon this undertaking that he be in your awareness as you go with him. Uh, something I've, uh, I've been doing uh, a, a lot lately, in the, especially in the past uh, two or three weeks, uh, is, is uh, Adolescent uh, 156. Um, for some reason, it came up again for me, and uh, it's, it says something like uh, a, thou a thousand times a day, say, who walks with me? And so I've been saying who walks with me on a regular basis in my days uh, for, for a little while now, probably, uh, probably three weeks. Uh, there was one day when I did it a whole lot. And when I do that kind of thing, 
um, it, uh, it, 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 it demonstrates uh, for me the willingness uh, and I'm immediately uh, in contact uh, with Holy Spirit forward slash Jesus forward slash higher self forward slash Son of God um, and it brings a gentle smile and it's been it's so simple just uh, last night I did it uh, in a laughing manner like I kind of snuck up on myself and turned kind of quickly and said, who walks with me? And I was talking directly to Jesus. And uh, it was it was really kind of fun. Uh, those kind of things are, are phenomenally helpful for me. And I just wanted to say that. Thank you. That's really nice. Yeah, thanks, David. Yeah, because, because you know, if we could just remember that we, we always have that, that uh, you know, the, that appointed friend, you know, in the, in the quiet center in our mind that's always there. And, uh, yeah, but it's, and, and, there's no, <laughs> there's no closed sign in that place in our mind. <laughs> there's no out to lunch or, or uh, you know, not available due to quarantine. You know, it's, it's, it's always there. You know, that, that awareness is always with us, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you. That's really good. Anything else on 107? We, we, we tried we tried to quarantine god <laughs> yeah we, really. we made a we made a world to keep them out <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a pretty significant quarantine the entirety of space time matter energy you know bodies personas yeah that, that's a that's a pretty significant quarantine really god you were bad you can't come in <laughs> so, sometimes i think you know when when i i, I think about extraterrestrials you know you, you know Looking at Earth, I think, well, let's, maybe we should still honor the quarantine here, you know, and this is not just the last couple of months. This is probably millennia, you know, it's like, it, it's pretty crazy stuff going on down there. <laughs> anyway, but that, that's assuming that, you know, there's extraterrestrials with more wisdom than, than we seem to exhibit uh, on, on, on occasion, but uh, anyway. Trevor, Trevor Noah just did a thing last night on, on the aliens landing in Times Square and trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, I can't remember the punchline now. It was oh, something to, about monkeys, but I don't I'll, remember what it was. <laughs> oh, I'll have to check it out. Cool. Yeah. You, you, you did hear that the uh, military just declassified some UFO. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh really? Oh okay. Okay. Thing, UFO footage was taken by a couple of planes here a while back. So I, I know that's that has nothing to do with our course, but anyway, it, uh, Google it if, if after we're done with the session. It's kind of interesting. They, they okay. Have the, okay. They have the video. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, nothing to do with the course. If somebody just tuned into this and hears us talking about UFOs, they're going to consider us some kind of cult. <laughs> well, we're all un unidentified uh, for forgiving uh, organisms, I guess, or something like that, right? Choose your acronym. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, that that could also be another another we they paradigm that we could look at. You know. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm biased toward those on-planet, uh, you know, brothers compared to the off-planet ones or whatever. It's like, it's always just a, a, a escalating game of duality in, in ego's uh, yeah, chessboard and, of insanity. Uh, the alien, uh, we, might, we might be able to re relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's being actually alien to where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah, we've we've alienated ourselves from the truth, so that, that's why, you know, we need to work with the remedial curriculum. Huh? Okay, does anyone want to read the first paragraph of Lesson One Hundred Eight? It's on. Uh, let's see which page is it on. Sure, I'll, I'll read that. Okay. 
Um, to give and to receive are one in truth. Vision depends upon today's idea. The light is in it for, it, for it reconciles all seeming opposites. And what is light except the resolution, born of peace, all of your conflicts and mistaken thoughts into one concept, which is wholly true. Even that one will disappear because the thought behind it will appear instead to take its place. And now you are at peace forever, for the dream is over then. Any thoughts on that, Lisa? Uh, I, I, I mean, boy, that last line, it's, it's very reassuring, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you know, our, our vision is not per perception. Our vision is one with Christ. So if, if we are one in truth, then, you know, that's what our vision depends on. What, what are we seeing? Yeah, and again, you know, the Course's metaphysics always is, reminds us it's always about the mind, never about the body or form. Um, and if that's the case, then vision would have to be something that doesn't depend on photons or wavelengths of electromagnetic energy or anything like that. It's, it's always about uh, a choice in the mind for which teacher. <laughs> and there's only two, once again. So reconciling the opposites, um, we we use the Holy Spirit's guidance to get back to that place in our mind where the opposites are relevant, and that's really the light that we, where we see the sameness. And, and the you know the course meets us where we think we're at, and so it it basically suggests to use everything that seems to be happening to us in the world as a mechanism for getting back to the mind. That's like a perfect classroom tailor made for each person that seems to be have different things going on in it, but but each person's experience then becomes the, the perfect vehicle for you know delivering us back to the place in the mind with the holy spirit's help to where we never left and we i think that one of the primary tools of that is sameness because we don't really grok oneness we don't really we can't really fathom oneness you know the oneness joined as one <laughs> it's like okay what's 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 that mean right but from where we think we're at but but um, the sameness does get us back to a place where if I can recognize that I'm the same as you, I have the same decision-making faculty, I have the same 100% insane silly ego, and I have the 100, same 100% sane uh, Holy Spirit, and 100% and of the time I'm choosing between one of those two thought systems that are, are you know, totally consistent, except one just happens to be insane, then, uh, and I can see that everybody's doing the same thing, everyone's fighting the same hard battle, then I can afford to be compassionate with myself and everyone else because I realize ultimately that I am everyone else. <laughs> but the sameness is what gets me to that place. The sameness is, is kind of, you know, weakens the ego's shields of defensiveness by, by saying, okay, if I'm the same as everyone, then maybe the, the armaments and the, and the the uh, the weaponry and the, the barricades and all the crazy stuff that ego doesn't want to have us you know go beyond uh, are bogus. Maybe those are all crazy. Maybe maybe that's just silly. 
Anyone for the second sentence? Bruce, before we move on, yeah, yeah. I actually wanted to highlight, I think it's the third sentence here. Uh, what is light except the resolution, born of peace, of all your conflicts and mistaken thoughts into one concept, which is wholly true. Now, this idea of all your conflicts and mistaken thoughts, that's everything. That is <laughs> every, like the entire universe, our from Saturn down to what's going on in Colorado, our interpersonal relationships, everything. The fact that we think that we exist here in this video conference is part of this everything, part of the mistaken thoughts. Maybe for some people, it's also the conflicts. Um, can we take all of that and turn it into the one concept that is everything that we're experiencing is literally an illusion? That is the one concept that's wholly true. And once we understand that, I'm not sure what the thought behind it means because I don't know, I don't know what that means, but once we realize everything's an illusion, then of course we could toss that away. And then something else will take, a pl take its place, as it says here. But once that illusion is tossed away and we understand that nothing was there, we will be in a whole new place where then we're at peace forever and then the dream is taken over. So that's, not, that's the idea that I think is super hard to grasp here is that I think this book is trying to direct us to a place that has nothing to do with anything in the universe from black holes all the way down to stubbing your toe in the morning, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 That's really, really a good point. And, and I, I would to add to that is I, I think that the, the one concept that really does the healing is to look at all that illusion with Holy Spirit's um, forgiveness and see that it's had no impact on the innocence that we all are getting back to the being the be the be of being <laughs> and share and if we can remember that uh you know that's like oh okay i don't have to compromise or sacrifice the the, the perfect innocence that everyone has behind the facade of form uh, i can i can remember that by you know practicing holy spirit's curriculum of just set, using everything as a forgiveness opportunity and seeing that that moment to moment, I can see uh, peace because I'm taking and generalizing all the things that seem to be happening into that one concept of forgiving illusions, right? Yeah, so thank you. I was thinking it was, it kind of pulls the, uh, the rug on, um, there's a hierarchy of opposites. There's a hierarchy of differences there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all the same, war and peace, <laughs> uh, friendship and hatred. Um, whatever it is that we, you know, move through a day with, it always seems relative to everything else that we're doing. Like even the voices in my head seem to be a lot of times opposite to the other voices in my head. Do this, don't do that. <laughs> you know, be a good boy, not be a bad boy, <laughs> whatever. So the, reconciling all seeming opposites, and certainly the, the first two seeming opposites he's talking about, obviously, is in the title. In, in, in time and space, if we give something away, mm -hmm. We don't usually get it back <laughs> unless, exactly. the, unless exactly. it, the whole Indian giver thing. But, but I mean, giving and receiving don't equal each other in time and space. Right. But in the mind, they're one in truth. If I give you the thought of separation, that's what I see. If I give you the blessing of forgiveness, that's what I see. I receive that. I give you separation, I receive separation. I give you forgiveness, I receive it too. I, I, I get in touch with... Um, so those... 
those seeming opposites just even even that giving and receiving seem to be totally different they just kind of melt away when we get back to the mind they they because we're always talking about ideas here we're not talking about form exactly yeah and, yeah, and even, right. even even on the level of form the uh you know when you give something away you still have it because uh, ideas don't leave their source and even but we, we think that they do um <laughs> and we you know we have apparent evidence on the level of form that that physical things have have shifted position or, or whatever and and yet if they're an idea in the mind then where do they go if they're still in my mind then any any ego thought that is, says something moved from point A to point B, from point A in an illusion to point B in an illusion, it's still, <laughs> it's still in my mind in the same category. And that, I think that's the generalization that, that uh, our egos don't want us to notice. Yeah, yeah right off the get-go, he, uh, he tells you, vision depends upon today's idea. So right there, Jesus is just telling us that uh, it's not this... Uh, lesson isn't going to be seen uh, uh, through the body's eyes, you know, has nothing to do with what we're projecting. It's all about, it all has to do with uh, the idea that we are an idea, you know, and in that thought, we can uh, give and receive. Otherwise, uh, in form, it's a little bit difficult. Right, but you wanna... ideas, ideas. Well, yeah, we give peace, we receive peace. We give forgiveness, we receive uh, forgiveness, and also, like uh, Tim was saying, if we want to give separation, <laughs> you'll get that back too. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think it's, all, all, it's all uh, uh, it's all uh, upon the choice and our teacher. If you look at the the thing as a symbol of the idea and and just make it nothing more than a symbol, then it becomes a little easier to um, kind of generalize and, and bring that, you know, not exactly bringing it into the physical, but just kind of allowing the physical to be a reflection of the idea. Yeah. Nice. And then that makes it, at least it makes it easier for me to understand. Yeah. Thank you. And Stephen had some. Stephen? Uh, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a couple subtle, there's like a double subtlety here uh, for me. Um, and uh, uh, the, the, the genius of, of the way this course works, uh, you know, it goes back to uh, Helen as, as the choice, um, as the scribe for this, this course, and her, you know, her brilliance uh, in the field of psychology. Uh, uh, you know, ego always uh, speaks first and ego always speaks loudest and Jesus over and over and over says the same thing in here and sometimes he he makes he there are subtle implications like this one that worked for me today first it's uh, mistaken thoughts and then capitalized thought after that behind it he's for me he's he's reminding me that the first thing I think isn't the best way to go um, and he's reminding me to practice uh, my, uh, my, uh, my, my subtle way of, of going to the right mind and, and choosing the spirit mind by, by always paying attention for that discomfort that comes about when something is 
when I when I get a thought that's loud and that first one that comes about when I feel uncomfortable right after that to wait to give myself a few moments um, for the real answer to come through um, which is almost always that second thought because of uh, the way uh, um, ego thought system and the spirit thought, thought system um, were set up. Thank you. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, just noticing how we feel is so important, isn't it? Because that's always such a clue. Yeah, and when, when I'm not at peace, I must have chosen wrongly. <laughs> Anyone for the second paragraph? Sure, I will. Okay. Thanks, Judy. True light that makes true vision possible is not the light the body's eyes behold. It is a state of mind that has become so unified that darkness cannot be perceived at all. And thus, what is the same is seen as one, while what is not the same remains unnoticed, for it is not there. Well, that's a lovely, lovely paragraph. It's just what we're talking about. That when you get, when we, when you get beyond the relative, there's the absolute, and you know, in the absolute, um, the relative is not up front. It's and it's almost like um, the first thought, you know, um, is ego, and behind that um, is the truth. Um, the truth is true and nothing else is true. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Anyone for number three? Paragraph three, anyone? I'll do it, I'll do okay. it. Um, this is the light that shows no opposites. Envision. Hmm. Being healed has the power to heal. This is the light that brings your peace of mind to other minds, to share it and be glad that they are one with you and with themselves. This is the light that heals because it brings single perception based upon one frame of reference from which one meaning comes. I guess I'm having a, uh, I don't know, an issue with figuring out how true light's different than true vision. <laughs> I don't, I don't see how you can have one without the other, and now they're not both the same. <laughs> so I don't, I think he's being nitpicky here. <laughs> I, I didn't, that didn't even really register for me for some reason. I, I guess I was oblivious. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna assume they're the same. How's that? <laughs> Should we do that and go on? Yeah. Okay. We went for paragraph four. Some teacher you are. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Both of you. <laughs> we'll just gloss over what we don't understand. It, Jesus right. asks us to do that anyway, doesn't he? I mean, it's just like you just need to forgive, and then understanding comes later, right? So. That's right. Perfect. Let's, if, if I can actually four. add to our, our our confusion and frustration here. I, I'm a little bit behind this year, so I'm on a workbook. I, within this week was workbook lesson 92, which says miracles are seen in light and light and strength are one. And I, that had to be a riddle, right? Because light and strength 
like the entire day I was just frustrated about light and strength not being the same thing. And how is he trying to equate that? And so now we're here and he's saying that light and vision are one. So now light and vision and strength are all the same thing. Um, I don't think they, it's any of, they can't be any of that. It must be like a, another idea that we just can't grok. And he's using all of these words to describe something. So um, yeah, it's, I, I think it should be something that we investigate more, but maybe not now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, since this first thing came out, since the Course of Miracles were written, we we've been rewriting it as we go along, over and over and over. So uh, I'd like to point that out. Yeah, and and it also does speak in metaphors too. So that a lot of the things that you know seem to have different meanings, you know, I, th I think are there to get us to look at the meanings that we've given things. You know, especially like those early workbook lessons. You know, we've given all the meaning everything has for us, and so. If, if we're not finding peace in our own interpretations and our own assignment of meanings to things, that's probably a clue that we still need Holy Spirit's help to, to you know, do the reading with us and uh, figure, figure things out and, and, you know, with that help and not try to do it on our own. Uh, I mean, it, certainly from my, my ego's point of view, the opposite <laughs> is a whole lot easier to understand. True dark you can't see in true dark. You can't see crap in true. And so it doesn't matter how strong you are at that point. <laughs> Straight out the window. What difference does it make? You wind up, you know, walking into something and kill yourself. But I mean, it's just, you know, when, when I think in terms of the opposites, true, true dark. Yeah. Can't see. It, it doesn't matter how strong I am at that point. <laughs> I'm in trouble. That's right. That's right. The way I kind of like to think of, of, of some of these, these things is it's like a diamond. And... Um, each face is a different aspect of the diamond, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, so it's, um, they're all really part of the same thing. It's just, um, they're different aspects of that, of that oneness. Um, at least that's the way I, I like it. That, that gives I'm me, going with that, Dave. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have a good metaphor, favorite metaphor for, for how we're all part of the same thing, but just different facets yeah. or aspects? It, it could yeah. be that that is... The, the, the diamond is the idea of peace and security. So if you need to see, then it's light. If you need to lift a rock, oh. then it's strength. It's, yeah, there you go. There you go. Like Ta-da. Exactly. That, that's, that's, what, that's what I didn't say. So thanks, thanks Alexa. <laughs> and, and you've noticed that it, it, Alexa's just being nice, but the women aren't having a problem with this at all. <laughs> I mean, it's the guys that are getting all weird about it. <laughs> and Judy noticed. <laughs> oh, all of them noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, there's no gender in, in perfect oneness either, but, but that's, that's later in the curriculum, right? So, so anybody want to read number four? I'll read it. Okay. Here are both giving and receiving seen as different aspects of one thought. Isn't that what he was just talking about? <laughs> Whose truth does not depend on which is seen as first, nor which appears to be in second place. Here it is understood that both occur together, that the thought, with a capital T, remain, in, remain complete. And in this understanding is the base on which all opposites are reconciled, because they are perceived from the same frame of reference, which unifies this thought. Any thoughts on that, Tony? Probably, I don't know if this is relevant or not, but what came to me was you know, just how everything happens all at once. There is no time. So even um, 
how the answer, if there's a problem, the problem and the answer, or where the problem is, the answer exists. So kind of like giving and receiving, the answer is always there within it. I don't know about the opposites and how there, there can be, if it's all one, we're just seeing it, you know, as, as these, that there is conflict, but if you were seeing it from a place of unified perception with true vision, you wouldn't, there wouldn't be a conflict. But right now, because everything seems to be, you know, separate and happening uh, one after the other, that um, we really can't make sense of it. Anyway, that's... <laughs> that's I think that's very helpful, what you just shared, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you're saying that, Tony, I was thinking, you know, the, the metaphor being above the battleground and Holy Spirit, basically, after, you know, as we forgive, you know, we're, our thoughts are kind of lifted above the battleground. We, we realize the sameness that we all have with each other, uh, you know, leads, that's sort of the gateway to the, the equality and the, and the oneness that's, that's beyond just the shared interest. And, uh, but, you know, from that perspective, we, we don't, maybe one of the big clues is we don't make a big deal about differences. You know, it's, it's no longer a button pushing phenomena when, when uh, you know, something is in our face that used to bug us. And now it's like, oh, there's that forgiveness classroom. And I can this time, you know, instead of spending, you know, a week or a month or a year stewing over X, Y, or Z, I can say, oh, yeah, that's the same thing, just repackaged in another form. And I can now forgive that because I've, you know, I'm listening to Holy Spirit's curriculum that says, I, you can generalize this. You know, you really, you really can generalize this. <laughs> a little practice. Yeah. So. And maybe in a not so subtle way, he's pointing out that we are, or I am invested in, in seeing these differences between these words. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Imagine yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, those, those who seek controversy will find it, right? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, really? <laughs> Anyone for paragraph five? Very quickly, Bruce, before we move oh, on. Sure. Uh, as we move through this, I think I'm actually starting to like realize what he means by thought here. Um, and the thought here is the thought of separation, but it's just been specific. Spe I don't know. It's been made, made specific into giving and receiving. We, we did a lot of stuff mm -hmm. to get the, to the point where we're different people trying to pass things along. But it is just the idea of separation specifically giving and receiving. So if we can let that be the, how we generalize things, then you can't even be angry with somebody if you understand that the problem is just separation because the conflict isn't actually there. It's just that you thought you were different. Exactly. So, yeah. And an, another synonym for, for separation, you know, using Holy Spirit's, you know, equivalencies, which are plent plentiful, <laughs> could, be, could be lack. So the idea that we lack something, we lack peace, we lack innocence, we lack connection. Uh, we feel, you know, um, lonely and afraid and, and you know, all, all those things that are in the, the ego's gamut of, of you, know, you know, lack of peace uh, of one variety or another. Those are all, you know, based on that same idea of separation. So if I can remember that, those thoughts are always going to be, um, you know, misinterpretations and then from the the one frame of reference that that really transcends them we see that they're all silly yeah with with practice <laughs> and a lot of patience <laughs> yeah and gentleness and all that good stuff yeah anyone else for our number five i see hands. i'll read it okay thanks steve 
One thought, completely unified, will serve to unify all thought. This is the same as saying one correction will suffice for all correction, and that to forgive one brother wholly is enough to bring salvation to all minds. For these are but special cases of one law which holds for every kind of learning, if it be directed by the one who knows the truth. Any thoughts on that? Well, this, uh, for me, this is all level one. And it's in that place of knowledge with capital K that's in the beginning of the text um, that uh, we can't get this. Uh, you know, we can look at this and we can, uh, we can parse it and we can understand it as best we can intellectually. Mm -hmm. uh, but understanding uh, uh, oneness, uh, for me, it seems to be just a little bit beyond this, this little pea brain that I have. <laughs> They're all in that same camp, yeah. Although, although he does give us hints as how to how to get closer to that and how to how to you know bridge the the little gap that we think we have by you know forgiving one brother. You know, if we can just keep practicing. Oftentimes, we have you know people that are in our lives in those long those level three relationships that not the the ones that the one one and two levels that are that are uh, you know just random seemingly random uh but momentary and then the ones that are kind of last for a while but then they go away but the, the lifelong ones sometimes uh can be uh, you know real good opportunities for just repetitively saying okay if i keep forgiving the outer form may not change but the inner transformation is going to continue to occur if i if i remember that if i keep the intention to see my brother sinless that is going to be um, that's going to be the trick with with Holy Spirit's help to to notice all the ways that the ego wants to cover that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he continually gives us hope uh, with that uh, uh, so many times. Uh, and then, as uh, for me, as as soon as I think I'm I'm kind of getting it, um, he reminds me again that uh, I don't understand anything, so I might as well just kind of back up. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're all basically clueless, you know, without the Holy Spirit, you know, sort of, sort of like, uh, you know, a car driving in the dark using Tim's metaphor and, but we need the GPS. We're, we're sort of like flying on instruments. If anybody's ever um, gone through ground school and got a, I, I got a, I got a, um, a pilot's license years ago and, and I, I didn't get instrument rated, but I know that basically, you know, you put the hood down and, and, so you do when you get your pilot's license, you do a little bit of flying with with what they call under the hood, and you essentially you can't look outside. So you can get really that's it's a it's really good good metaphor too because you can get really disoriented. The plane can the, your center of gravity can be pushing you down in the seat to where you think you're flying level, but you might actually be going you know tilting at an angle like this and and you know pulling more or less G's that you don't really kind of notice, and you could actually be in a downward sp spiral and not even know it. Uh, and I think that's a pretty good metaphor for, you know, the Holy Spirit essentially is we, we need that extra information from the Holy Spirit to get us out of our, <laughs> our craziness, you know, because we don't have the, the whole picture as, as we've been talking about here. And, um, but we do need to, you know, and it does seem like we do learn from noticing that what we give out is, is what goes through our mind. And, and uh, we need Holy Spirit's help to notice what we're, what we're broadcasting all the time, right? So. Bruce, that's a really good metaphor <clears throat> uh, because uh, you talk about blinders. Mm -hmm. 
basically you call it a hood, but it's it's basically the same thing as blinders. We're right. we're only right. focused on what we want to focus on. Exactly. <laughs> forget, exactly. Every, forget everything else, you know. Exactly. Until, as you say, we have that other information, the, right. the, the big picture, the whole picture, yeah. we're lost. Right. But that sinking feeling <laughs> that in, in the seat of the pants, <laughs> if you're pulling extra G's, you might, you might get a clue that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something amiss when, you, when you're not at peace, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyone you're, for the next paragraph? Oh, you're God. flying. You're flying upside down. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> you don't even know. Hey, hey, now that's that's probably more to the point. That, I think that's what Jesus is telling us in the course. Is like, you know, we've got everything bass backwards, upside down, inside out, and and uh, you know, it's, it's it's all pretty crazy. From when the Holy Spirit probably just looks at this and just shrugs and say, <laughs> you know, but but without any condemnation, right? I mean, that's that's the beauty of of that inner guidance is. There's no condemnation. It's just infinite patience waiting for us to, to ask for that more inclusive vision. Yeah. How about the next paragraph, anyone? Can I read the next one? Oh, of course. Thank you, Osmani. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> to learn that giving and receiving are the same has a special usefulness because it can be tried so easily and seen, and seen as true. And when this special case has proved, it always works in every circumstance where it is tried. The thought behind it can be gener generalized to other areas of doubt and double vision. And from there, it will extend and finally arrive at the one thought which underlies them all. I'm sorry, my English is not very good. Oh, <laughs> much better than any, my command of any other languages. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Any thoughts on that, Osmani? Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful paragraph because it's yeah. basically telling me that the, there is no difficulty in miracles. I mean, yeah. I can, if, if, I'm, if I'm able to see this as, as a true, I, I will be able to actually overcome any other obstacle that I might think I have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just per patience, persistence, and stick-to-itiveness that, you know, the Holy Spirit keeps asking. If it doesn't say you have to get this course, you know, overnight, it's not a, like a weekend workshop marathon kind of thing. It's just basically, you know, just moment to moment, day to day, keep noticing when you're not at peace, you know, like Stephen was saying, and it's just like, if I'm not at peace, I must have chosen the wrong teacher. <laughs> yeah. The, another phrase that jumped out at me in this paragraph was double vision for a couple of reasons. One, one is uh, if anybody's interested in some of the background story between uh, Judy Sketch Whitson and her daughter, Tam, who's one of the co-presidents, they actually co-authored co a, book, a book called Double Vision, which you might find on Amazon. It's kind of interesting backstory to some of their, their history. Um, and then there's another, uh, a little cartoon. Um, I was taking, taking some classes from a, a psychology teacher uh, named Charlie Tart at UC Davis years ago in my undergraduate studies. And he's actually the one who coined the phrase altered states of consciousness, if anybody knows that phrase. And uh, he wrote this really massive scholarly tome on it. And fortunately, he didn't require everyone to memorize everything in that book. <laughs> but he, he also, uh, several classes that I took from him, which were really cool. And I, I later learned that he was actually studying the course about that time, and, but, but I had no idea at that time. Anyway, um, among many other things, uh, he had us reading... Um, some wonderful little Sufi stories. Um, and and one, of the, one of the books had a cartoon in it that showed um, this guy and his, his son. And the father says, 
uh, father to double seeing son, I think was the quote. And, and I thought this was a good metaphysical metaphor too. Uh, and the father says, son, you see double. And the son replies, no father, if I saw double, I would see four moons up there instead of two. So, <laughs> so we all have double vision here in the world. Anyway, that one stuck with me because I thought that was really kind of kind of cool. <laughs> so, do you think the double vision he's talking about? We see opposites. Is that the double vision? Bingo! Yeah, yeah. You know, we see pol we see polarization and conflict where there isn't any in truth. Yeah, that's that's a great way of, of applying that, isn't it, Tim? Thank well, you. I was at a meeting and somebody uh, it's probably a recovering alcoholic, but they said life yeah. is like a hangover. Like you don't remember what you did the night before. You don't remember what you did in your wrong mind, <laughs> but you know yeah. something's really easy happened. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't good. You know, whatever I did, it wasn't good. I drank too much, <laughs> and now all of this is the hangover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, when you wake up naked on a, on a park bench with a sea of beer bottles around you, you know that something went wrong. <laughs> something like that, right? <laughs> and then you, you know, you're seeing, dull, you know, like you're seeing cross-eyed too. I mean, the hanger is not a whole lot of fun. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Anyone for the next, next uh, paragraph, number seven? Uh, Tony? Okay. Today we practice with the special case of giving and receiving. We will use this simple lesson in the obvious because it has results we cannot miss. To give is to receive. Today we will attempt to offer peace to everyone and see how quickly peace returns to us. Light is tranquility and in that peace is vision given us and we can see. Light is tranquility. Any thoughts on that one? Well, I remember years ago doing this type of practice and um, just to show that we do give, can only give to ourselves. And it's true, you know, whatever you're thinking and you're, you're putting out, you're, you're experiencing the results of that immediately. So when you're, you know, feeling gratitude and love and peace and joy and, and you're holding people in that um, you will feel that if that's what you're, you know, praying or just seeing people, the truth of who they are, that comes back to you. But on the other hand, <laughs> if you're getting caught in judgment and, you know, the need to be right, you feel that, um, that feeling that comes up, you know, and, and that anger and, and you're just, you're giving it to yourself. Nobody's doing it to you. You have complete control of that, you know, so, um, it's true. If we could just get in touch with the way we feel, and that's very you know, lesson lesson five, you know. So I'm not, never upset for the reason I think. So, and just paying attention to that, we can only give to ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah, very helpful. Yeah, there's nobody out there to give anything to. <laughs> in truth, not on the level of form, of course, but in truth. Yeah. Okay, so we got. True vision equals true light equals true strength equals true tranquility. I was just thinking that that's a, another one for Alexa's list there to, of, of equivalencies, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're going to have a pretty long list of, of this equals this equals this equals, you know. But in a sense, you know, anything that, that leads to peace really can be seen in that same light, shall we say. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's consistent with, uh, with the way uh, he does uh, – 
forgiveness is equal to miracles is equal to salvation uh, is equal to true perception uh, is equal to atonement. I think it's a parallel for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those equivalencies. And yeah. it's, it's an example of all of these weird separate, like for us, it makes sense that things are separated because we learned English and this is how the world works. But for him, he has one thought that he has now to translate into words for us so that we can ha understand a book and read it. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a, one thought somewhere and to have an idea that in the world, there is a, in the reality world, there is an idea that encompasses all of these one things. And that's what he's trying to get into our heads or maybe get us out of our heads to see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone for the next one? Number eight. Yeah, I'll read it. Okay, thanks, Susan. Um, <clears throat> so we begin the practice periods with the instruction for today and say, to give and to receive are one in truth. I will receive what I am giving now. Then close your eyes and for five minutes, think of what you would hold out to everyone to have it yours. You might, for instance, say, to everyone I offer quietness, to everyone, I offer peace of mind. To everyone, I offer gentleness. Shall I continue? Uh, you want, unless you have comments on that one. I'm kind of um, <clears throat> confused on how it's broken up, what constitutes as the paragraph. <laughs> um, I mean, I just think this is a really good way of um, of um, getting yourself back to right-mindedness, mm -hmm. of course, oh, yeah. um, and remembering like what the truth actually is, because I, I, for one, am so young in my practice, and I get really turned around by what I see, and uh, get scared by what I see coming from others, um, coming from those in positions of power, and this is a really good way to like get me back to truth and reality and that mm -hmm. but then again I have a hard time sometimes um not going completely to the opposite end of the the polar opposite and and thinking none of it matters because I'm asleep at the fit, foot of God <laughs> like none of this matters um but I'm needing to be corrected so badly so yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great example because one of the things that I think the course um, comes out from a whole bunch of different angles is, is uh, ways for us to recognize level confusion. I mean, it starts out early in the text that talking about level confusion. And it's so easy for us to think, well, I, I've got to do something in the world that's going to make this work. But the irony is, is that all, everything that's specific in the world really can be used by the Holy Spirit as a way to get back to our mind. We can use every specific thing as, a, as a, an instrument for, you know, if we put whatever specific and all the, the gory or not so gory detail on the altar of our mind and, you know, just gently lift it or drag it to, to that altar and let the Holy Spirit's close encounters, uh, you know, floodlight <laughs> vaporize the big dealness out of it, you know, it's just... Uh, but I think that's, you know, what we're, what we're asked to do repeatedly is just kind of every time something comes up that seems to disrupt our peace, just say, okay, Holy Spirit, let's look at this together. We have the light, 
now that we know that light means a whole lot of things, uh, to, that will dispel the darkness, right? Yeah. I was, uh, I was thinking about, um, he's trying to offer us some motivation here. <laughs> I mean, intellectually, we can sort of hear him that giving and receiving might be, might be actually equal. Like maybe, and if that's true, you might want to check it out. Because if you want <laughs> quietness, you might want to offer quietness. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you want peace of mind, maybe you should offer that blessing to somebody else. Mm -hmm. If you want gentleness, well, maybe you should offer that. And that, and of course, once again, we're talking about ideas here. He's not talking about <laughs> go out and be nice to people that are mean to you <laughs> behaviorally. He's talking about offer them the blessing. The, they are still the son of God, which is a quiet thought, which is a peaceful thought, which is a gentle thought in spite of what they did or didn't do. It doesn't mean we don't deal behaviorally with people the way we think we should, <laughs> what's appropriate, what isn't. But certainly I don't have to judge them. I have to condemn them which is the ego's response. <laughs> if I want to feel better, I got to find out who the bad guy is and then judge them. Then I'll feel better. <laughs> and, and if they get put away, I'll really feel better. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not, especially, you know, these days, I mean, it's easy to get on a bandwagon about anything. <laughs> and, and we do, I do. <laughs> so, and it's just another opportunity to, to offer quietness, <laughs> to offer peace of mind, to offer even my favorite bad guy, gentleness. In spite of what he did or didn't do, I still think he should be locked up. <laughs> I don't have to be ungentle about it. <laughs> That's really helpful for me, Tim. I really appreciate that because, uh, you know, it, it got me, it, it took me to uh, per perception is, is a mirror, not a fact. Um, and, and, you know, what you, what you put out there is what you get back, uh, you know, being all one mind. But uh, there's, a, there's a reflection uh, to to the things that uh, that seem to be helpful in, uh, in, uh, in in us finding our way home seemingly thank you yeah, yeah we, we can imagine the this the straight jacket being cinched very gently as as our favorite bad guys are are uh, locked up right so right Tim <laughs> Be, being cinched with love there you go there you go <laughs> so yeah, we, we need to go you know Jesus meets us where we think we're at. So, you know, wherever we think that there's, there's things in the world that need to be addressed, you know, we can come up with gentle, kind, you know, gracious uh, visions that, that, you know. Wow, what a great title, Cinched with Love. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a bestseller. I'll be on Oprah in no time. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> so anyone for the last paragraph or two? I'd, I'd just like to add that, you know, these words that we're saying, uh, quietness, peace of mind, gentleness, love, God, any of those words, they have a certain vibration that, you know, your brain can only think one thing at a time. So it's either thinking, stinking thinking, or it's saying a kind of a, a word that has a vibration that is of love. So... I could even leave out the to everyone I offer and just simply think the word peace of mind, gentle, and now I'm in the right mind. Mm -hmm. So if that's even just enough to yeah. just shift, especially, you know, in a pinch, when you catch yourself in negative thinking, if you just simply think a word that is a higher vibration word, you've changed your mind. Mm -hmm. It's like a mantra. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and really, it's kind of to Alexa's uh, exercise. It's it's really you know noticing that a lot of these things are equivalent, but the feeling that ties them together really is the peace. And you know, it, we might have a lot of different words for peace too, but but there's a quality that you know we really can't even put into words that that integrates them all and generalizes them all. I think that's again why the word generalization is, is used throughout the course so much is that once we start getting the hang of forgiveness and seeing that it does work in these little isolated cases, you know, we might want to drag some of our sacred cows to the altar too. And, and, you know, over time work on some of the, what seem to be bigger issues, even though we know that there's no orders of difficulty in the course. Right. Yeah. Judy, you look like Gee, it's going to be pretty hard to put those cows on the altar. <laughs> well, the, you just take you just take your binoculars and you turn them backwards, and then you take the tweezers and you grab the the cows and you put them on the altar. Right? That was wasn't that like a third grade thing? What? How do you catch an elephant? You you put a pair of binoculars and tweezers in a jar and you, you, anyway. Anyway. So, so Judy, what the, the technique <laughs> I use is uh, when when a when one of my sacred cows, I'm wrestling it to the altar. I, I get it up on the altar and I go, peace on you, peace on you, peace on you. <laughs> that, that works for me. I don't know if it'll work for everybody else. Perfect. Perfect. There's some subtleties there that might require some attention, but uh, the, the general technique is probably workable, right? So. <laughs> Anyone for the last paragraph or two? I'll read nine. Okay. Uh, say each one slowly and then pause a while, expecting to receive the gift you gave. And it will come to you in the amount in which you gave it. You, you, will, find, you will find you have an exact return for that is, for that is what you asked. It might be helpful too to think of one to whom to give your gift. He represents the others, and through him, you give to all. Minds are joined. We can generalize, huh? And any thoughts on that, Bruce? Well, uh, it reminds me. I don't know if this really pertains to this paragraph. But, uh, Ken Wapnick uh, talked about uh, oneness uh, pertaining to giving and receiving. He mentioned that uh, I give, when I give, I give to myself mm -hmm. because there's no one else. Mm -hmm. When I receive, I receive to myself because there's no one else. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, then the last one I think it was, uh, when I see two, there is only one because there is no one else. Mm -hmm. So in oneness, there is no one else. But in actuality, there's everyone. Because yeah. in oneness, we're all there. Yeah. The Holy, the Holy Spirit's reframe in the first step of forgiveness is say, to say, not that there's, there's you know, no one. It's it, as, as separate selves. It's basically say yeah. that it, the, the, the capital S self is everyone. Right, and therefore, my definition of self uh, doesn't need to, you know, pick on a specific someone out there. It's in my mind, and so I can forgive what's in my mind because my mind includes everyone. So, yeah. but it's it's all inclusive rather than non 
non-inclusive. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah. How about paragraph 10? I'll take paragraph 10. Okay. Our very simple lesson for today will teach you very, will teach you much. Effect and cause will be far better understood from this time on, and we will make much faster progress now. Think of the exercises for today as quick advances in your learning, made still faster and more sure each time you say, to give and to receive are one in truth. Cool. Nice, huh? Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Alexa? Yes. Yeah, so if we can go back up to the, the, the couplet and just, just like actually walk through what we're doing here, it's like completely obvious that it's, it, that, that makes sense. He's just asking us if A, think a peaceful thought and then be quiet for a second. So what he says first is to offer peace of mind and gentleness. So I'm offering you peace of mind and gentleness, Bruce, and then expect to give it, uh, expecting to receive the gift you gave after that. Well, of course you're going to get, I'm going to receive the thing I gave you because I just thought it in my own head. Therefore I have the thought period done end of story. Um, so in thinking that I gave it to you having one mind, if we accept that I've given it to our one mind. So you're all welcome for me being <laughs> peaceful and gentle and trying to make you guys peaceful and gentle because I thought the words itself. Um, Thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but Bruce is easy. He's a nice guy. You got to give it to a brat. <laughs> All right, Tim. I offer you peace and gentleness. Everyone's welcome. Touche. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You um, walked right into that one, Tim. <laughs> uh, well, I, I found a whole bunch. I think we're out of time. It, it, this is just an hour, right? Yeah, uh, I, I have found a whole bunch of other references on receiving and, and, and giving in the course. And maybe I'll put those in a, in a, a blog post or something along with the video. But uh, uh, but there's plenty of places in the course to talk about giving and receiving are the same and and, uh, and how, you know, just re remembering what this, this workbook lesson distills really nicely. So anyway, thank you all for, for giving and receiving uh, this, this error together with, with us. Very good. Thanks, Bruce. Thank good Bruce. job. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Have a good day. Fun. Hey, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you very much for having Thanks. me. He's gone. Thank you.